This episode of LIW American Horror Story Review is brought to you by a severe lack of desire to continue doing LIW American Horror Story Review. LIW American Horror Story Review. Hello, citizens. Welcome to LIW American Horror Story Review. Brought to you by our severe lack of desire to do LA American Horror Story Review. Episode 34, uh, episode 801, the end. It's not the end, it's the beginning. See what they did there? They tricked you. They, they tricked you. But the end also has a different meaning because this is about the apocalypse. It's the apocalypse season. Season of the apocalypse. Or as I call it, Hot Topic Presents Harry Potter and the Twelve Monkeys. Because that's what it fucking felt like. Let's get a bit of... Uh, oh, for full disclosure at the beginning. All right, I've seen this entire season already. Yesterday, watched the entire season. Uh, the entire season, which is a good sign, because that means I could watch it all in one day. Do you remember the hotel season where I couldn't watch one episode at a time? Good God. Here we are, though. Watched the entire season yesterday, and I, I liked it. It was interesting. It wasn't what I expected, but it also was exactly what I expected. It was very obvious what was going to happen, and I still didn't... Expect it to be about the witches. I don't. We'll get there, but I, I can't have. I really haven't decided if I'm going to talk about future episodes or I'm just going to read my notes as I go and not really go forward and just kind of live in the moment of this episode. But keep in mind, I know what the fuck happened. So if I spoil anything, that's kind of on you. You should watch the whole season before you listen to this review this time around. And I guess now it's on you. Now, now that I've said that, I shouldn't blame you so early. I apologize, my dear listeners. If you're still listening to my review show, I've taken several, several. I keep thinking. Sorry, I'm, I'm all the fuck over the place right now. I haven't done the show in a while. I keep thinking I'm really far behind, like severely far. But it really, this episode debuted September 12th of 2018, and I'm recording December 13th. So three months and one day after it, it, this episode debuted. Which means I'll finish episode ten not too far after this the season stops, really. So, so I, I think I'm doing all right. I'm also doing the first episode of Westworld season two after this, which is really after it ended, and I'm so fucking far behind on uh, the Walking Dead review. So my beginning uh, little uh, brought to you by thing is is serious. I didn't think I was gonna come back to this show. I figured might as well. I'm gonna watch the show anyway, at least this season. I don't know if I'm gonna do any more after this season. But I wanted to watch this season because I knew it involved Murder House. I didn't realize how little it involved Murder House, but I was excited because of that. And I got what I wanted out of one episode. But here we are. I'm just going to start going. I mentioned earlier uh, Hot Topic Presents Harry Potter and the Twelve Monkeys. It's also got a little bit of Matrix in there and some other things as well. Fallout comes to mind with the Overseer and things like that. But we're not jumping forward at all. I'm just kind of giving my overall thoughts. A little bit of Handmaid's Tale. But anyway... Um, this one starts off, uh, some fucking ballistic missile alert heading to LA and it interrupts douchebag haircut time because we meet our main character, our first main character of the season, Coco, who's getting a haircut by Evan Peters, who's playing a gay hairstylist in LA because everyone in American Horror Story is gay. It's just a fact. They think three fifths of the population is gay. I, I don't understand the world that they live in, the hot topic gay world they live in. I'm not making fun of it. I just, I don't understand what they're going for sometimes. Literally three quarters of the characters are gay. I, I I might be using a little bit of hyperbole there, but it's not far off. It really isn't. In the end of this episode, they have like 10 characters that are still alive after the apocalypse and like eight of them are gay. 
It's it's so fucking weird. I, I don't understand why. I I, I get it. I, I do get the fact that like yeah, let's let's uh, get some gay actors in there. That's fine. But in the in the form of we're doing this to procreate. I don't know if you need a bunch of gay guys. I, I don't know if they're going to do too much. I mean, they explain it later, but again, I'm, I'm expressing my thoughts in the moment here. Anyway, we're jumping ahead. So there's a ballistic missile alert. We see like a news, news, uh, bah, 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 newscaster. He's reporting that Asia got hit by some nukes. I apologize for doing my bah, 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 back there. I'm back. Uh, there's a news pastor who's doing a reporting, good God, I cannot speak, about how Asia got hit by a bunch of nukes, and he's like, we finally did it. I can't believe we did it. If my wife and children are missing, or what, missing? What am I doing? What am I doing in my life? If they're missing, why would they be watching the news? No, he's like, if my wife and children are missing, I'm a gay man, and I have a gay lover, and it doesn't matter, why do I even have a wife? No, but he's like, uh, my, my family, if you're missing, I love you. And then, beep, like zombie, like every George A. Romero zombie movie in the beginning. This has to have the guy in the news doing it. And then they show a bunch of panic in the streets. And it looks more like a, a Coca-Cola commercial than it does the end, the apocalypse. Kind of ridiculous what they choose to spend the money on in this, in this show. It doesn't look terrible, but I'm like, oh, really? Like, Fear the Walking Dead had a great uh, mob mentality in the streets in the, in the beginning episodes. This one, not so much. It's bright daylight. It's just like... I don't know. It just felt like a little cheesy, a little uh, B-movie-ish, if you will. And then they cut back to Leslie Grossman, who's like on the phone with her dad. And her dad's like, you got to get to the bunker. We paid we paid a ton of money to get you in there. We're not going to make it. You and your, you, it's going to fit you and four other, three other people or some bullshit. And she's like, okay. And then uh, I can't remember anyone's names. Uh, good God. Good luck this season figuring out people's names because everyone plays like seven characters this season. I swear to fucking Christ. But Billy Lord is like her secretary slash, you know, assistant, who I have a major crush on, Billy Lord. But she's she plays Mallory. Thank fucking Christ for IMDb right now, because the names are just are I watched the whole season. It's just impossible. I remember Mallory because I say her name a thousand times. And I like Billy Lord, like I said, huge crush. And I'm not joking. And that's serious. And Billy Lord, if you're listening, please get a hold of me. Um no, seriously, uh, I was like, at one point, I'm like, every single thing Leslie Grossman says is pure fucking irritation. She's just like a, I, I get it. She's from like a Valley girl and she's super rich and she's kind of a Paris Hilton-y girl, maybe more like Malibu girl. And and she's just, everything she says has to be super fucking bitchy and condescending. Every single word out of her mouth. So at some point, I'm like, I don't care about this character. I know I'm not supposed to, but holy shit, it, it makes me not want to watch the show at some point. With that being said, I like the season, but... There was a point there where I'm like, okay, okay. Think back to uh, with the cult, the first two episodes of the cult season where Sarah Paulson, who I love, I wanted to fucking punch because she was just crying and screaming for like two or three straight episodes and doing nothing else with her character. And then she finally changed and it was awesome. And, and then here we are, Leslie Grossman, who does get a lot better once we realize what's going on and why they do it. But my notes are kind of like foreshadowing it as I go along here. Uh, there's there's a new opening. This is the only note I move forward from an episode. I'm just going to read only from this episode. But this one I didn't realize I didn't uh, comment on the opening uh, narration. Not narration. Opening. Opening. I'm just going to say the word opening. What the fuck's wrong with me? I get stuck on the word that doesn't, isn't, doesn't need to be there. The, the opening of the show. 
I, I didn't realize I didn't comment in the first episode, so I brought this forward. This is the only one, I, only time I did. Just full disclosure. I'm being honest. I'm not. A, I'm not a cheat. I'm not a liar. I, 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 why am I in trial here? What, what's going on? Was this some fucking witch hunt? Because this is not a good season to do a witch hunt. Okay, it doesn't turn out well for those who hunt witches. Okay. Anyway, that's lots of apocalypse-looking stuff, and then some candles burning, and that's it. And it's not very exciting. It's it's interesting. They got like a weird dude with like tree branch horns, kind of devilly looking, and uh, and there's just nothing to it. It's just so half the time, half the time, the music doesn't even start till halfway in. I don't know what the fuck they're doing. Anyway, um, after the credits, we cut to fucking Ben the Soldier from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. He, he's there with his family. He gets home. His son Timothy got into uh, UCLA. I almost said NCLA. That doesn't exist. It's like a NCIS show. But he gets into UCLA and he's all excited. And all of a sudden, his lap start, laptop starts freaking out. His phones freak out. And this is when Ben the Soldier gets home. He's like, You guys aren't watching the news. You guys aren't watching the news. You guys aren't like every single other person in the fucking show who's watching the news nonstop. And he turns on the news and they're like, Oh, the apocalypse. It's going to happen. Yes. Bane was on the news. He's a newscaster that night. He goes, yes, my family's watching. I love you. And then they're like, oh, we got to get out of here. What are we going to do? We don't have anywhere to go. And then all of a sudden, these fucking two guys in like a Humvee, or not Humvee, like a fucking black SUV get out and they grabbed Timothy and they said that he gave his, uh, I almost said sperm, he gave his blood to like some one of those 23andMe or ancestry things. And then he has like, he has the candidate. He's a candidate for great genetics. And I'm like, what, are we fucking doing eugenics now? Is this coming back? Are we going to create the, the ultimate race in, in not in outer space, just underground space? What the fuck are we doing here? Is this like some sort of Hitler plan? I didn't know what the hell was going on at this point. I thought it was because like, well, you got the blood of, you know, you, you got, you, you know, you're perfectly white. You're just a pure white. You're basically an egg on legs. You're just, uh, you're just goddamn white. So of course we want you in the bunker to breed. Can't have any of these darkies getting in there. But then it cuts to two weeks later, and then we see uh, some fucking Humvee driving to an outpost. I don't know what the fuck's going on. I guess he, he met some girl in the bunker when he was waiting before the two-week cut, and she's black, and I go, oh, go, there goes my theory. Unless they're like, she's not too black, though. You know what I mean? She's got that, that fine mocha quality. I just didn't know what the fuck they were doing. I'm like, I thought, okay, so it's not race. So what the fuck is this, like, like, like healthy genetics, I guess, like, is what they're going for. Again, not knowing what the hell's going on this season yet. Two weeks later, there's a Humvee is driving to the outpost. The two kids, uh, Timothy and the girl, I don't know whose name I just do not know. I didn't, I, I just didn't. Uh, Emily, I'm looking at IMDb. Thank fucking Christ for IMDb. At this point, it's, it's my fucking crutch. And I'm just leaning heavily on it right now for names. I know the I know the actors' names in this show because they're always in it, and that's not a diss. That's a that's a compliment. I love all the actors in the show. I really do. There's not one actor where I'm like, God, get off. I felt that way about Jessica Lange after the goddamn fucking circus season, and then I was like, I love her, but you are not writing anything different for her from season to season. So just move on. Write something new or move on. Since you don't appear to want to do anything else, just move on. And they did. She's back this season, though, guys. Again, I said, if you don't want to hear any spoilers for upcoming episodes, tune out. This is on you this time. This time I get to blame you. This time it's righteous. I'm righteous. Anyway, where the fuck am I? Uh, so it, the weather in the Humvee, I'm like, this feels like a sci-fi production of like 12 Monkeys, The Handmaid's Tale. 
And I mean, I think the 12 Monkeys TV show is sci-fi, so maybe that's what it looks like. I've never seen the fucking show. I love the movie. I will probably never watch that show, though, because why the fuck would I watch a sci-fi version? That's like watching your niece's, like, fifth grade class do the 12 Monkeys play and expecting to be like, that blew me away. No, it's going to be like, what the fuck are you doing? This is nonsense. It's going to be terrible. So watching them do it is like, oh, God. Everything, every time they're outside, it looks bad, so they almost never cut to outside. Because all they could do for outside was, let's get a fog machine and lay some branches down, like uh, Time Enough at Last, Twilight Zone episode, and just call it a fucking show. It's, it's, the, it's the sci-fi, it's the Siffy version of, of 12 Monkeys. It just doesn't look good. Anyway, they're in the Jeep driving to Outpost 3, I think it's called. And then, they're, so they're in the Jeep, no hazmat suit. They get out of the Jeep and they go, you better put these on. And they give them hazmat suits. I'm like, it can't be that dangerous if you're in a fucking Humvee without it. What the fuck? Do you just recirculate in the air and hoping nothing else gets in, like the, the massive fallout radiation? What the fuck are you doing? Anyway, they're walking up to the, the our two main our two main characters that we think so far are getting walked up to Outpost Three, and then we see two people in the courtyard get shot in the back of the head. I've never seen Handmaid's Tale. This is just what I assume Handmaid's Tale is. Anyway, and I'm like, are they just executing people there every time someone new comes, just so they can seem threatening? I'm like, that just wastes a lot of lives. Again, didn't know what the hell was going on yet. I'm like, that's a weird theory to have. Anyway, they come inside. They get meted by the, was she like a matriarch of the of the underground bunker, I guess? It's Sarah Paulson. She plays Viviana Vidman. I didn't get her name. I'm looking right at it here on IMDb, and I'm not even going to attempt. I'm not even going to attempt. I'm just going to say Viviana Vitamin from now on. Because that's what it fucking sounded like she said. Viviana Vitamin. Vivia Vitamin, I think is what I wrote. And AKA Gary Oldman is Dracula. She's the leader of Outpost 8. She has a, like ridiculous Dracula hair. I don't know what the fuck she's going for here. She has a cane, like a fucking pimp cane. And she's walking, she's wearing pure purple. And then it turns out she's like, oh, you're, you guys are on royalties. You're on the purple team. We also have a gray team that, that you know, they're basically our servants. And if you don't want to be another team, I'll send, you, I'll send you out to the Kankerpuss monsters beyond the gates. And I'm like, what the fuck? What? What has happened? Who? Harry Potter and the Cankerpuss Monsters Beyond the Gates? What the fuck are we watching? And then I, we never find out who the Cankerpuss Monsters are. Uh, spoiler. Never find out. Unless they're talking about the, the people. Unless there's an actual monster called Cankerpuss Monster, we don't ever meet it. Unless it's Billy Eichner later, we never fucking meet the thing. Anyway, uh, Timothy takes a shower. He walks out. He sees 666 in the, in the mirror fog. And, a, and something whispers, and I couldn't decipher it, but it was creepy, spooky, spooky stuff. It was like... Only that you could hear me better than I could hear what the, what the fuck this lady's whispering. No idea. Um, we get to meet more of the royals in purple. Because purple is the royal color, if you didn't know. He comes out, he's dressed like fucking prince. And uh, the other purple people bitch about the music and the champagne and how fucking bored they are. And the same song keeps playing over and over and over. And it reminded me of season two, where they play that fucking song over and over and over and over. That... I can't even, it's in French, so I can't really sing it, but it's some, it's really simplistic, like school children's song. It's, it's ridiculous. Before they play the, uh, the names, what's that same, what's that song called? Name game song or just name song? I don't know. The Phoenix, Phoenix, Bo Phoenix, that song. Uh, I use my own name, uh, but that song. Uh, but anyway, um, they're in the, in the thing here. There's like this fucking Matrix dinner where they even like almost, almost quote it line for line where they're eating like little cubes that look like they're, like uh, 
vegetable or, or chicken stock, those little cubes. It looks like that or like a, a pudding or a yo- a yogurt. What? No. Um, Jello. There we go. They look like little Jello cubes, and they're eating it. And she's like, "This is this is it." And she's like, "It's got everything a growing boy needs." That's basically what they said. And I was like, "This is the fucking Matrix." Okay, they're just going for it. And then I realized they're showing this char- these characters, and we see a fucking Sarah Paulson is Viviana Vitamin, and uh, she's sitting next to some lady. I'm like, "Oh, it's Boo from Orange Is the New Black." Oh, cool. And it took me a good long while to realize, "Oh shit, that's Kathy Bates." It's Kathy Bates, my literally my favorite actress in the world by by far by leaps and bounds. Kathy Bates, and that's not a joke. She is my favorite actress, so I fucking love when she's on this show. She made that what the fuck Roanoke season, which was good. She made it great. Every time she's on screen, I was blown away. When she's having a little freak out in the bunker by herself and she's going insane, I love it. Oh my god. Anyway. She has this crazy, like, lesbian haircut, and I didn't realize it was her. And I'm like, oh, yay. <laughs> I had no idea. I really thought it was Boo at first. Anyway, they, um, someone gets, con- they realize there's contamination. I don't know how they realize it, but they just suddenly realize it. They bring in these, like, Geiger counter things and, like, zoot, 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 and scanning everybody. And it's, like, Evan Peters is the gay hairstylist. We got Coco. We got Billy Lord. She plays Mallory as a... She's a gray, though. She could be my gray. I'll, I'll take her as a gray. I don't care. That's not a sexual thing. I'm just saying, again, get a hold of me. Anyway, um, but she's there. And then we got... Uh, what the fuck is her character's name? God damn it. Uh, Adina Porter's character's name. Dinah Stevens. She's there. She's like some sort of a talk show host, who's a failed talk show host. And her son is there. I didn't realize it was her son until like four episodes from now. But it's her son. I know that knowledge. It's not spoiling anything. I just didn't hear it. And he's gay. And his boyfriend's there, who obviously, uh, by default, is gay. So out of all the men there, we, we got one straight guy. One. That's it. I, I, just, don't, I just don't understand. I, I don't, again, I don't care. It's just bizarre. A little weird to me. But, um, so then we got those guys, and then they did, and they realize Evan Peters has something on him, and so does, uh, Dinah Stevens' son's boyfriend. He has something on him, so they, walk, you know, drag him off, and they put him in the showers, and they kind of scrub him, and then eventually Evan Peters is clean, the other guy isn't clean, and you can tell he's gonna die, because they keep showing, like, the fucking death angle camera, where it's, like, really close up and tilted sideways completely, and I'm like, oh, he's going to die. He's going to get shot in the head. And you can always tell in movies and TV shows when someone's going to get killed in a camera angle because they don't use that angle unless it happens. And if you're smart, like John Carpenter in The Thing, you keep the same camera angle no matter what happens. And because when you don't, it's very obvious. Same thing when you see people way too happy in a car at night and they're kind of go, the camera's going back and forth. And they sit a little too long on an angle on a character out the window. And you see way too much detail out the window. There's a reason for that camera angle, because they're going to get smashed by a fucking semi in about three seconds. And the main character is going to go, oh, no! And then the, the, their, their wife's going to die, or their husband's going to die. It happens all the fucking time. It happens on goddamn car commercials, insurance car commercials. It happens, watch it. It's a fucking cliche. Anyway, everyone is gay. This is my next note. This is when I eventually got around to realizing our characters here. But they kill the, the guy's boyfriend. They shoot him in the head. They, they leave Evan Peters alive. Um, cut back to the dinner. 
and they were like, this is good. This is this is tasty. What is this? They keep talking about how much they have to cut back food. I'm like, what is this, meat? I'm like, oh, we had supplies of meat. Yep. And I'm like, how lazy are you? Because they start to reveal there's a bunch of fucking bones, like finger bones and, and hand bones in the meal. And I'm like, how lazy are you that you can't just remove the bones? It's If it were a chicken, you wouldn't leave the fucking bones in it. Why are you leaving the human bones in it? I don't... What? Why? Why? How lazy are you? Anyway... You have all the time in the world. What the fuck else are you doing down there? You're in a goddamn bunker after the apocalypse. What do you got shit to do? You got errands to run? Come on. I'm really upset by this, guys. You really got to think about it. It's, it's, not, it doesn't, it's not good for the people. Um, anyway, the song fi- finally changes to the morning after. There's got to be a morning after. And, and Evan Peters is like, it's a sign. Something's going to happen. We're going to get out of here. We're going to be freed. Something's going to happen. And it's harsh cut to 18 months later. And they're all sitting in the same positions, just like really worn out. I love smash cuts like that. Anyway, uh, outside, some fucking guy pulls up on a chariot with two horses, and he comes into the building, and I guess it, I was like, detective, it looks like a, like a, like a Jack the Ripper era detective, like a fucking Victorian era London detective, the way he rolls in, comes downstairs, and takes off his little, you know, his gas mask and everything. And then he's just, I'm like, oh, it's, it's fucking Lestat. It's the vampire Lestat from Interview the Vampire. And then in my notes, I never don't call him Lestat. His name is Michael. I'll never call him that. So this is the last time you're going to hear it. I call him Lestat. So if you're going to listen to this show, that's who I'm talking about. He is this guy. I can't say his name again because I said it would be the only time I say it. But that's this guy. I called him Detective Langdon. His, I think his real name is Michael Langdon. I said it again there. Happy? But I just call him Lestat because that's what they're fucking going for. And I was convinced he was a vampire for the longest goddamn time. Because there is so much vampire... Uh, I don't want to say uh, hinting, but there it's just a lot of vampire theme. I mean, uh, Sarah Paulson's character, Viviana Vitamin, it looks just like a fucking vampire, like I said. This guy really looks like Lestat. Like Tom Cruise in Interview of the Vampire, Lestat. He just fucking looks like him. I never don't call him that after this. Anyway, he gets there, and then, I think it's in this episode, they, they kill the horses outside. And he's like, you're going to end up, if, you don't, if I don't help you, you're going to end up like that horses outside. So he, he knows what's going on. I'm like, ooh, he's a vampire. Yeah, we got a sexy vampire. Probably because we had those vampires in the Hotel Cortez season. A season that... Would have been really good, except for the vampires, and except for Lady Gaga. Good God, I'm so sick of her. Thank God she's not in this season. And if she is, she's a background character I didn't notice, like the witch in Roanoke. I almost She's barely in it, and I was fine with that. Because it wasn't half a season focused on her fucking things in censored... Censored... Whatever I want to call it. It's censored out everything, so what's the fucking point of doing it? You're not porn, just don't fucking do it. If you can't show it, don't fucking do it. What's the fucking point of it? Anyway... I need to move on. I need to get out of here. Uh, Billy Lord's here to call me. And anyway, so uh, until next time, and in the meantime, I'm Phoenix West. So long, citizens. What am I doing? I need to do my plugs. You know what? Just LIWstudios.com and Patreon.com slash Lord Wonderland Studios. Go there. Figure it out. Until next time, and in the meantime, for real, I'm Phoenix West. So long, citizens.